Welcome to another episode of Life on the Road, the podcast that covers the coach's journey and all their stops in between from where they started to how they got to where they are. I'm Coach Scott Bowage. We have Coach Alfonso Key with us. And this is one episode that we both look forward to. And uh, I'll let Coach Key introduce our guest for today. Well, this is a we envision this um, a, a show with great diversity. Um, Coach Terrell Robinson is a rising star in the profession. Um, started out on the men's side, also moved to the women's side. And at Nohanain T State University, um, is all time winning. His coaching program history has gone to the MEAC tournament championship three times, four regular season titles, six postseason appearances, um, and the only coach in school history, male or female side, that has starting out the gate three consecutive 20-win seasons. So excited to hear his journey. Uh, one of the first coaches we have that have played a coach on both sides. Our special guest today is – Someone who, when we first decided to start this this podcast, he was number one on both of our lists. And the head coach at North Carolina A&T on the women's side, we both worked with him uh, for several years when we first started at North Carolina A&T. And we're excited to hear his journey as a coach and the, the road he took. Welcome, Coach Terrell Robinson. What's up, gentlemen? How y'all doing, man? Glad to be here. Hey, we're so glad. This time of year being so busy from all aspects, you made it time for us, Coach. So we're glad to have you here and looking forward to hearing about your journey. Yes, sir. Wouldn't have been, you know, this is a dream come true. Two of my favorite guys in this profession, in life, you know. So when you shot me the text, it was it was no question that I was going to be on here. Man, I, like I said, I, I, can't, I can't wait for this episode. And... Oh, okay. And yeah, bird, Birdman hands. Oh, <laughs> day. I was locked in. Hey, but most importantly, like when when we interview coaches, there are some things we find out yeah. that we're like, wow, like I didn't know that about this guy, or I didn't know this about this coach. And it's amazing to hear certain things about their journey. So let's dive right into it. And what made you get into coaching? And where was your first coaching job? Man, my first coaching job was here at my alma mater, uh, Curtis Hunter, who was my head coach um, my last two years here. Um, who I was for the program outside of basketball, I was always the guy that was asked to host the recruits. I was always the guy that was asked to speak to parents. I was always the guy that was asked to, asked to speak to alumni. And, you know, at the end of my senior year, I had some back injuries. Like every every athlete, I wanted to play at the next level. And Coach Turner said, look, I can try to get you a job overseas or you can come back and, and get into coaching and, and mm -hmm. you know, become a graduate assistant. Um, I thought long and hard, uh, but I'm a pretty smart person. I don't I tell everybody I'm where I'm at because I, you know, I make simple decisions and choices. Mm -hmm. um, so I took advantage of that opportunity and uh, came back with Hunter for a year and a half. Um, but yeah, he got me, he got me started. It was, it was no question, you know, at the time, the level of respect that I had for him and his coach Hunter was, was, was known for dressing, you know, so one of the things I give him credit for is always, you know, have your best on when you show up to games and when you present yourself to people. And, um, you know, he got me started in this profession. 
Well, Coach Rob, I, I got to um, get you off track some. Outside of being a great player at East Smith High School and playing it at your alma mater, um, you had a time where they, the drip was off the chain. You guys had a Jordan contract with, at that time was and what national. A few teams had it, North Carolina, Michigan. They had guys today I talked to. I'm saying Coach Robson will be on the show. And they said, ask him about that amazing slam uh, magazine, um, and you guys had Jordan drip. I mean, here in Fayetteville, they sold it at stores, uh, some sweatsuits. So talk about being in college and having one of the best brands in the world. You know, you know, that was, believe it or not, well, it's believable. That was one of the biggest reasons I came to ANT. Yeah. Uh, when Bill Polk called me, he talked about the Jordan brand, and we would be one of uh, – in- one of, I think, three or four yeah. institutions in the country that will be, you know, wearing it. And me at the time being a tremendous Michael Jordan fan, yeah. um, the GOAT, yeah. um, you know, and my <laughs> situation, too. I, you know, I was um, I don't want goals. to get too deep into it, but I was uh, not ac- academically eligible. Okay. Um, and a was the only university that said one of the few universities that said, they wanted me whether I was eligible or not. You know, I ended up getting eligible by my test scores uh, prior to coming in. But that and that Jordan brand, you know, made it easy. Um, man, I tell you what, I, I I hate that I did not hold on to a lot of that stuff. I'm I'm not a real super sentimental person. So I, yeah. I just gave give stuff away, not yeah. really thinking about the impact of it wow. um, long term. But we man, we, we used to get lace. We got lace, you know, shoes. Jays with uh-huh. with the anti interlock on it, you know what I'm saying, and uh, multiple sweatsuits, hats. Um, Coach Hunter, we used to get pissed because we used to feel like he used to keep keep stuff to himself. Like, where do you get that from? Why why we on? Why don't we get that? That's a nice t shirt. Yeah, he was smooth. And then, and, and then when I got on the other side, I'm like, damn, he was keeping shit to himself. <laughs> <laughs> and, and Coach Robinson, just for everybody out there, Curtis Hunter was one of the greatest players of all time. Time in the state of North Carolina. He was a 6'6. He was the first next to Michael Jordan. Played at the same time as Jordan came in. Same measurables, had three or four foot injury, but he was a superstar in the state. And he was the next, he was the first next to Michael Jordan, um, South Carolina, and had some injuries. So he's a guy that it's amazing how um you had to be impacted by him. Absolutely. And, and look, I can still recall he was a pretty good player around that time. We had some some battles. He played with us. In our in our open gym times, he he bust my butt. He was before he was still good you, then. Before yeah. you, he coached me at Fayetteville State and terrorized me and told <laughs> me all the time. I thought I was that guy. Um, so definitely, he's a guy that could teach the game, but also a legend in the state. Absolutely. So, so, Coach Rob, like after we 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 start there, where is our next job in in this coaching <laughs> journey? Well, I, you know, I transitioned quick to the women's side. Um, So I was a year and a half with Coach Hunter, um, Saudi Roundtree, one of the greatest um, women's basketball players in University of Georgia's history, Hall of Famer. Uh, She got her first Division I opportunity here at Mm A&T. And me and her, we met when she initially got on campus. Obviously, I was on the men's side. And Saudi, uh, for whatever reason, after homecoming, let one of her assistants go. And she asked for my help to assist with her post players. She got ready for a season. And this is, you know, like I said, a year and a half 
um, into being a graduate assistant slash third assistant on the men's side. Mm -hmm. So um, Saudi came to me. Um, I was making 12000 a year. Everybody knows GAs don't make yeah. much. Not no more. Yeah. And she offered me, you know, 36000 mm -hmm. Um At the time, my 20-year-old son, Jordan, was on the way. Um, I was engaged, you know, to my wife. And I'm not that bad of a math person. You yeah. know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know, so, so I went to Coach Hunter's office and told him that I was transitioning to, to women's basketball. And I thought it was a good opportunity. Um, and I did. I did. I went over there, um, had some a lot of a lot of growing pains. And yeah. we'll talk about that a little bit later. But um, it was all in all is what got me where I am today. OK, so now there's there's a coaching change at some point. So when did the coaching change happen? How far onto the women's side did that coaching change happen? Man, I, I did one year with Saudi. I did one okay. year with her. And um, and at the end of the year, and this is one of the more traumatic times of, of my life. I'm 24 years old and um, Charlie Davis was the AD at the time. And um, Saudia and Charlie called me in their office and asked me to take a pay cut. They wanted me to at the time to take um, a five thousand dollar pay cut because mm -hmm. Saudi wanted another assistant. Mm -hmm. And um and I was like, nah, I'm not taking a pay cut. You asked me to come from the men's side right. to this side. Right. I'm not taking a pay cut. I don't believe I deserve to take a pay cut. Mm -hmm. So from there, it wasn't even a negotiation thing. Like in my face, uh, Mr. Davis was taking a thousand off every time I challenged and got down to 24,000 and said, you know what? Mm -hmm. I'll just scrap the position and hire somebody else. And for me, as an alum, that was crushing. It was devastating. You know, again, I'm 24 years old. This is my real life. Kick me in the ass. You yeah. know, you no longer yeah. play. And um, and I walked away from ANT. I walked away from ANT and uh, and transitioned to Andrews High School. Um, a good friend of mine's um, former teammate, Derek Partee. Um, I had reached out to him once I walked out of the office and told him what was going on. And another good friend of mine, a guy that I'm so thankful for, uh, James Abel, was just taking over uh, yeah, T. Wingate Andrews, T. Wingate uh, High School. And um, Abel hit me up, said he heard I was in transition and um, offered me an opportunity to be his assistant on the boys side, which, you know, I thought I was a boys assistant. I was, you know, I was like, man, you know, that was fun, but I'm I'm, I'm a guy's assistant. So I'm going mm -hmm. to go back to boys basketball. So I transitioned to T. Wingate uh, Andrews uh, High School, you know, after that. Wow. So, again, this is something where Coach Key and I, we think we know the person mm -hmm. we're interviewing. Yeah. And then all of a sudden this, this little curveball gets thrown to us and never knew you went to Andrews to, to coach. Yep. So how did that happen coming back to A&T where Coach Key and I uh, originally, you know, met you at, as an assistant coach on the women's side? Man, the plot, the plot thickened. So <laughs> I, 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 so I, I did two years at Andrews and really enjoyed my time, you know, at Andrews. Um, and I also worked, you know, during the summer, I worked a camp called NYSP. Uh, the National Youth Sports Camp. Yeah. It was on Ante's campus, so I would I was a, a the, the basketball director there. Yeah, and um, within those two years, uh, Coach Roundtree had transitioned, and Patricia Cage Bibbs had taken over. 
So the summer that Coach Bibbs took over, I'm working the NYSP camp, and I'm in the hallway of Corbett, and I run into a young new assistant that she just hired uh, who played at the University of Arkansas who just transitioned from a junior college named Daniel Adams. Daniel Adams. Yeah, Daniel. So Daniel, uh, me and her wrapped for a minute in the hallway. We exchanged numbers. And maybe a few days later, it's crazy how things happen. I, I get a call at a, it was about 11 p.m. It was close to midnight. And my wife is like, who the hell is that? You know, calling you that late. I'm like, I don't, I, I'm like, I don't know. So I pick up the phone and Tanil's like, she's like, uh, Terrell. I'm like, yeah, what's up? She said, this is Tanil. You know, we exchanged n- numbers. Um, she said, look, I don't know anybody in Greensboro. I have locked my keys in my car and I don't have my wallets in there. My keys, I can't. Yeah. So I'm like, all right, I'm on my way. Wow. So I, call a, I call a locksmith, meet her on campus, yep. pay, pay the locksmith. You know, that's about $50, $65. They unlock <laughs> it. She, she thanks me, tells me she'll, you know, pay me back, whatever. So by the time the camp is over, um, Coach Bibbs is having a transition in, in uh, staff. My man, Freddie Murray. Freddie Murray. Um, Freddie Murray <laughs> left, left A&T. Uh-huh. And went to uh, McNeese State. He got an opportunity at McNeese yeah. State's closer to home, whatever. And so Bibbs is like scrambling. This August, wow, she's looking, she's looking. But let me let me rewind, guys. Let me rewind. I want let's stay with that. But let me rewind. I still, at the time, think I'm a men's coach. Right. I still think I'm a I'm a men's coach. Uh-huh. And and um, one of my uh, guys, he actually was a a uh, coach under Hunter, a volunteer coach, Tim Fuller. Okay. Right. Yeah. Tim was Tim was leaving Elon. He was leaving Elon. Um, and I'm like, hey, you know, what's Coach Nestler going to do? Ernie Nestler. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So so Tim got me an interview with Coach Nestler and it went good. We went out, grabbed something to eat. Um, he's asking me about myself. I'm telling him yeah. um, by that. By that time, I have two kids. Right. I have I have two kids, you know, and I'm leaving Andrews and I'm looking for a new opportunity on the men's side. Yes. So um, after we interviewed, Coach Nestler hit me up the next day, man. And I think I thank God for him right now. And he tells me because the position was a position, uh, no benefits, thirty thousand dollars, no benefits, yeah. Yeah. you know, yeah. and he he interviewed me. He said, Terrell, I was like, yes, sir. How you doing? He said, man, I really appreciate your time. The interview was great. Really like you. He said, but there is no way that I can ask you, you know, with two kids. I know your wife works, mm-hmm. but I can ask you to take a job with no benefits. Mm-hmm. You know, um, the, the job is more built for somebody single. Right. Right. And and he gave it, you know, to another gentleman who was single. And then, like I said, full back to, to Neil. Tanil reaches out to me and says, Coach Bibbs, you know, needs an assistant coach. And I'm like, okay. She's like, she wants to meet you. And I'm back in my head. I'm back where Curtis Hunter said, if you're going to meet somebody, you got to have your stuff together. Yeah. Tanil is like, come now. I'm like, nah, I'm not coming now. I got basketball stuff on. I don't have no haircut. Can I get with her tomorrow? Uh (laughs) You know, so. So we end up scheduling it the next day. I walk in Coach Bibbs' office. I got the fresh cut. I got yeah. my wide, wide legs on. That was hey. that was 
Wild that legs was a thing then, I mean, not these tight ass cool. pants that they wear now. Joke. Wild legs. <laughs> <laughs> wild legs. Wild legs was a thing. Yes, they were. Um, and I walk into her office, man, and, and she looks at me up and down, and I yeah. tell her I played basketball here, and yada 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 yada, yeah. and she offered me the job on the spot. Wow! After wow. maybe twenty minute conversation, and wow. to Neil, to Neil, and I'm not, I'm not BSing, guys. I'm not tooting my own horn. Neil, like, yeah, all I told her was, Coach, you look good too. Yeah, yeah I understand <laughs> from a Cal point of view. That's, 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 that's my career. I told Coach Bowen, we're not doing audio, we're doing <laughs> That's my strength. <laughs> yeah, so so that began my um, my coaching career with, with, with Patricia Cage Bids. Well, Coach, I, I just enjoy, um, I've, I've seen you come out on ESPN and look great in the big of events, but just talking about. <laughs> The grind, the process, you know, the no benefit job opportunities, the, the summer camp, the high school, um, your job being deducted five thousand dollars. And, and that's just so that's good for somebody to hear, you know, that yeah. now cloning coast. I mean, you at the highest of our profession, but uh, at the same time, you stood for something, you know, Yes, sir. And, and I think that's why you're so successful. But you that aids to an athletic director, a Hall of Fame at the time at Wake Forest. And to tell him no, I mean, you know, that says who you are. And even though you had to make a detour, but it got you back with you all. So thank you for sharing that, um, sharing the behind the scenes, because we just see you right now, man, on ESPN, sitting there walking out there. No, 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 no. You know, we're going dancing to the third time. So thank you for sharing that. You look good. I appreciate though. it. You know, gray either. I'm kind of jealous. <laughs> you know what that is. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, and, I, and I'm, I'm going to go even deeper, and I'm going to just put all the questions and everything to rest. When you first got the job, so Coach Key and I, I had just been hired at North Carolina a and I'm going to put all the questions to rest. I got you the job. Our coaching environment, our excuse me, our assistant <laughs> coaching environment was a big room. It wasn't an office. It was a converted classroom where the men's and women's assistant coaches shared a space together. I can't say an office. We <laughs> shared a space together. Yeah. <laughs> and we had the men's side on one, yeah. one side of the, the office and the women's side on the other. Yeah. So anybody that ever questions you, just show them this episode. Yeah, and we're 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 dead in everything. Yeah, because they see you're a superstar now. You you had humble beginnings, but I tell you, Coach Robinson, for me, you know, I'm, I'm an alum as well. Um, graduate school there. Yes, uh, sir. It is just the most dynamic place historically across the world. There's pride wherever I go. I could be in Houston. I could be in Boston. I could be in DR. Aggie pride out if I wear any paraphernalia. So for me, they were always a high major destination um, mm -hmm. academically, historically. And you talk about what they've done in civil rights and just from alum to alum. And then for you to take that history, one of the few Jordan brand schools and now the growth of a&T as a basketball power, they are. Uh, I've done mm -hmm. it. So, uh, um, how much pride is it for you to take a high major academic institution, a high major culture institution, and then for you to be where you're at um, athletically? How does that make you feel to combine all those institutions together? It's the dream, man. 
it's a dream like to uh to have made a decision at, at the age of 18 and it still yeah. be impacting me like economy wise impacting my life um and my family you don't you don't dream about that you mm -hmm. don't even think about that you think you do your four years and then you find your way and i've only literally since i've been 18 spent um three years away from this university you know this this university has raised me and to yes. you know i feel like I haven't done enough. I feel yeah. like I still owe more. So it's just a lot of gratitude and just grateful for the opportunity that Earl Hilton and Chancellor Martin gave me. And so, that's what Aggie is. You hear it, the gratitude, the hunger. He says he's not done, Coach. Uh, he's done something that no one else <laughs> has done there. Um, little history, one of the greatest coaches of any era is Don Corbett, okay? Seven straight still by time. I mean, he was up there with – the Kentuckys as far as the conference run. So it's a great institution. Al Adels, NBA coach, NBA champion. And he has done something that neither coach has done, Coach Bibbs. So for me to hear that, that's Aggie Pride, Coach. But Coach goes Bowers, I didn't mean to cut you off. Uh, I, I, I touched my soul right there. And, well, you uh, know, and and again, it, it affects both of us because we, we've we been in the, the, the war rooms. But I, I can't I can't say plural. I can't say war rooms, but war room with on um, both sides. <laughs> on both sides. Yeah. So yeah. kind of just explain, yes. you know, that, that first coaching job on the women's side, how how it affected you and what was it like being on the women's side. So you go from uh, a graduate assistant on the men's side to kind of helping on the women's mm -hmm. side. So she hires you, then you get let go for financial reason and then you come back and now like you're really a part of the women's program explain what coaching what uh coaching for coach Bibbs was like um it's why I'm and why I'm where I'm at today like coach Bibbs uh she didn't allow you to make excuses right excellence was truly an everyday thing for her now she hazed me in the beginning, like people, people think I'm joking, but I used to yeah. take Coach Bill's grocery shop. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I would, I would I pick her, I would pick her up, yep. take her grocery shopping. Yeah. Um, you know, there was these fav favorite almond peanuts that she loved, almond nuts that she loved that I make sure that I had. You give the story too soon. When we got ready to travel, oh no! Nah, look, well, <laughs> no, you good. It's your house, man. I love um, it. Um, yeah. you know, like. We had we had uh, Thanksgiving. She invited her family over to my house. She invited her family. You know what I'm saying? Like it was, it was. Um, she made you know me appreciate and, yeah. and value the opportunity. Um, you know there was there was, but she also empowered me. You know, mm -hmm. like the confidence that I have. Um, she gave me, you know, yeah. she gave me a lot of responsibility. She held me accountable. Yes, guys, there be times. That that I during games I'd be fired, and by the end of the game, you <laughs> know, too? it'd yeah. be it'd be all good. But you no, coach, 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 coach Bibbs, you know, she instilled excellence in me, yeah. and and I'm very grateful for everything that she taught me. Like the stuff that I'm talking about, it was you know I'm joking. Like at you know she was 50 plus years old at the time. Mm -hmm. You know she needed. Um, she was away from her family. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, I was someone that she trusted and was close to and, and gave those responsibilities. She had the best gumbo. 
Yes. Um, that I that I've ever had. They they you know they were from Louisiana, Louisiana. Louisiana that's how yes. you said it wasn't but was Louisiana. No question. Um, but um, but I'm just it was it was an experience. It was an experience that um the success that we had. Um, yeah. You know, it just I wouldn't have got this opportunity. You know, Mr. Hilton wouldn't have reached out to me and asked me um, if I wanted to come back if I wasn't a part of the best time in Lady Aggie basketball history under Patricia Cage Bibbs. No question. Oh man. Do not go to Coach Bibbs with excuses. Do not go to her with no excuses. You better come to her with answers and results. And you know what? It's so funny as we look back because we were on the staff opposite of you with the same type of guy. I know. know. (laughs) At at, at first, um, our offices were um, next to – I know yours is now, but it used to be the men's coach, and next to the the men's coach was the assistant's. And I swear, every time I walked by, Ease had me something to do. Every time. And so it was on. I mean, Ease, it was just two firecrackers, man. And <laughs> I, I remember. But as you look back, it's, it's teaching um, and, and love. This day and age, people change what love looks like. Love doesn't feel mm-hmm. love is a long-term plan that they have a vision for you that you don't even see and everything every day for you to get there. But we were on two firecracker staffs. But, Coach, back to your – got your grind. Now, I witnessed you. You were an elite, a dominant recruiter, elite. I I, I tell you, I used to love how you would um do your work, um go grocery shopping, come back in the evening, late evening, and you would really get um, organized and get it set, and you would be aggressive on those phones. But mm-hmm. obviously for you to be a head coach as good as you're doing – when did you start outside of recruiting, start being a tactician? Because you're both. You're not just a recruiter, but when did you start on the way becoming a head coach, worrying about your philosophy, worrying about because if you if you're one dimensional, you wouldn't be here today. So when did you start working on the other side of the game outside of being a recruiter? It was it was still under Coach Biz when she, you know, she um promoted me to associate head coach and, and she would have me responsible for some X's and O's and she trusts me. Like she didn't second guess. She, she, like I said, she truly empowered me. And, and you guys know with that type of confidence, yes. you can do anything, you know, cause that's what coaching is. You know what I'm saying? And she, um, she really gave me that. And um, as I transitioned, you know, from A&T and here's the thing that, that I want to say about coach Biz, like she stayed in my butt, um, she held me accountable. She pushed me to be my best. Um, but, but in my transition, she showed my value. Like she tried to do everything she could financially to uh, to keep me at a and um, But she didn't do it until I made up my mind. You know what? I'm going to make this move. Yeah. And she, you know, then she extended an offer out to me. Um, and by that time, you know, I just really felt like I had um, helped her take the program, you know, to the, to, to, to the level mm-hmm. um, that, you know, that I thought that I needed to go and, and learn more under somebody else. And that was when I transitioned to, to BCU. It was after our 2009 um, MEAC regular season championship, yeah. Yeah. NCAA tournament. We're the 14th seed highest at that time of any HBCU um, in HBCU history. And, um, yeah, I, you know, got a phone call from Beth Cunningham, but first Kirk Cassett, um, who, um, and it's always, you know, my opportunities have been, and it goes back to what Curtis Hunter taught me, how you look, how you present yourself. So Kirk Cassett, 
Um, as I'm transitioning, I'm sure we want to talk about my transition to yeah, yeah. answer your question. So um, I met Kirk Cassip. It was his first um, eval period out. This is back when we could have the fall eval period. Okay. Um, I met him on the road. We were both recruiting some of the similar kids, some of the same kids. And me and him were two, just two people, two guys that really connected. And, and we talked for a long time while we was out on different courts recruiting. So fast forward, we had the type of season that we have. We signed a couple of kids that VCU yeah. was recruiting. Um, a good friend of mine, Amakwa Agugwa, right. uh, she left VCU to go to Indiana to play for her uh, head coach, Felicia. Yeah. Le- Felicia, man, I'm killing it. That's Felicia funny. Legit Jack. Coach Jack. We're That's just going to say Coach Jack. There you go. Hey, you ready covered up. Yeah, she, um, she went to go work for her, and they needed a third assistant. Um, Kurt told Beth about me, said I can recruit. And that's that's really was the what they wanted from me. Yeah. And Beth reached out to me. Um, I went up there on an interview. Um, they took me through a rigorous interview. I had to do a scout. I had to work out yeah. a player. Um, they asked me some X's and O's stuff. But at the end of the evening, Beth offered me the job. Um, so I had to come back and tell Coach Bibbs that I was offered a job and I was going to take it. And she told me to, to wait before I make a decision, let her make some phone calls. Right. Um, one of the administrators here, you know, um, reached out to me and, and offered me more money. Yeah. Um, but I just already had my mind made up that I wanted to be challenged. And, and yeah. I left as the associate head coach here and went to go be the third assistant um, at VCU. Yeah. Well, that's awesome. Let me ask you a question. Who where was Beth coming from before? Do you remember um, where else she coached at your head coach at VCU? Um, I think Beth. Was it West? I think that was her. I feel like that was Beth's first job. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, Beth played at Notre Dame. She's a Notre Dame great. Yeah, gotcha. Okay, um, I think that was her first her first head coaching job. But we understand you were an elite recruiter, coach. I don't know if you had um, powder dust. Like I would leave, it'd be nine o'clock. I would see Batman. I see Sage. Everything, and he would because <laughs> uh, you were elite. I mean, but what I did see you also. The next day, we would practice with Coach Ease, and he has a unique background, NBA player. You'd be in the stands watching. And I yes, thought sir. that was just profound that you were succeeding in your role with the women's, but you were sitting there kind of watching. Still learning. No. Yeah, Still learning. So, uh, I, it makes sense now how everything is working out for you. Um, I hope you, you you change your vocabulary from the men's practice back then. You, <laughs> yeah, we, we, we I'm still working on that. I'm still working on that. In progress. <laughs> oh, so, 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 Coach Rob, so you go from, like you said, being the – associate head coach of a very, very successful program. Then you go to being the third assistant at, you know, I I don't know their background, but I'm sure they were pretty successful. So how was that transition just from being the associate head to now getting knocked down a few notches on the coaching totem pole? All right. So first, just to give you like where VCU was at that time, they had just gotten, as a CAA school, had just gotten an at-large bid to the NCAA wow. tournament. Wow. They, they had just had their second, at the end of that season, their second WNBA draft pick. Wow. So, so oh, they, wow. Were, they were – the they food were, chain. They were rolling. They yes. were rolling. And Beth wanted to keep bringing, you know, those type of players in. Yeah. Um, so she, you know, listened to Kurt. 
That's my guy. Appreciate yep. him. Yeah. Her cast of my man. And, yep. um, and she, and, and this is the thing, like she didn't, she didn't have, she couldn't match A&T salary per se in regards to what the administration said that she could give me, but this is what she did in order to match the salary. She cut me a check from camp, mm. maybe a month and a half, two two months uh, about me being hired. Just to wow. to, yeah, that's how that's how bad yeah. she wow. wanted me to to be a part. And, and Beth, you know, um, she's a winner, and she's not about people telling her no. And she, mm. you know, gets what she wants. So I, you know, I told her, well, Auntie just offered me this. I'll pay you the same thing. So I, I so I gave up the position, but I ain't give up the money. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you said out the gate, you're smart with numbers. Uh, hey, now. yeah. So um, so yeah. So now nah, she made it. She made it easy for me, um, to to transition um and and bring my family on. And you know, uh, professionally, the first semester there was probably the hardest that I've ever had as a professional because. Okay. Um, I was coming into something that was already established. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I had one thing to do. <laughs> yeah. I had one job Doing and well. that was to recruit. Yes. You know, don't, don't, and don't, you know, not to say I wasn't allowed to step outside of that because everybody had their scouts and all that stuff. But, um, the level of trust, like everybody else's word was a little bit stronger than mine with suggestions. Mm-hmm. And I respected that. Um, and you know, it was tough for me when I could come home and complain to Kelly, my wife, yeah. yes, and tell her I think I made a you know huge mistake. Yeah. I would tell her that, Easy. and yeah. um, but but I was like, but I'm not gonna F this up because yeah. now I got three kids, my, my yeah. youngest Lauren yeah. Yeah. was just born, so I wasn't uh-huh. about to mess that up. So, uh, so the first semester was was tough, right? Um, but by the time um, that I got to the end of the year. Uh, she promoted me to recruiting coordinator and top assistant. Okay. okay. That's awesome. Well, I, like I said, you one of the best I've seen. So I, I'm just trying to visualize you because know, your recruiting office at, at A&T, it started at nine o'clock to about 12. And I, I see the <laughs> lights, the same, the back. So it was the same setup with the mechanic. I mean, yeah, you're really elite, but it shows your diversity and people understand humility being a part of something bigger. Um, and, and that's why you are where you're at today. That, that, that's tremendous, Coach. Appreciate you sharing that. Yes, yeah, sir. A- absolutely. Because sometimes people don't understand take going from one job to another. Yeah. Sometimes you you know taking that step back, and then also going. This is the this is the tough part. Going from where your word meant something, so mm-hmm. you're in that you know you're in the head coach's ear. Yeah. And mm-hmm. everything you say means something. To now you have to reestablish yourself. You know. Right. You you talked about a tough transition, but like how was really how was that you know going from you know basically one to three in a sense? It was it was bad, man. Because even even the players, you know, mm-hmm. I won't say treated me like that, but they saw me as that. Like my voice was, yeah. yeah. Anyways, you know, what I'm saying it was that. Okay. It was it was. It was, you know, the associate head coach. They'd yeah. all have been there, and they they had established themselves. And, again, I, they just came off of an NCAA tournament, so you already know. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? And then uh-huh. I'm transitioning from an HBCU. Yeah. yeah. Um, even though we were in the NCAA tournament, too. No and, question. you know, it's still – it was, it was it was as you said, it was humbling. Yeah. Uh, it had me, had me tight some nights. You know, yeah. my, wife, my wife had to hear it. 
That's but awesome. um, persevered, man, and just you know figured out what they do there, and uh, and you know I maxed out my, my my time, you know, and like I said, the most gratifying thing was, was you know um, Kirk Cassett decided had decided to step away. Um, Julia Huddleston, um, who was the recruiting coordinator, she had got another opportunity that she took advantage of. Yeah. And Beth brought me in my office and brought me in her office. And she told me she was, you know, promoting me to recruiting coordinator and top assistant. And she told me, you know, Terrell, you know your stuff. She said, I just want you to be confident when you're saying your stuff. Like, mm-hmm. you know, you've proven with scout reports, you have a high basketball IQ from mm-hmm. a strategy, yada, yada, yeah. yada. And even this, this here, guys, when she and her husband, Dan, decided um, to start having kids, um, I had the team um, a little over three months while she was out. Wow. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So I was in that role, practice, you know, yeah. scheduling stuff. And she did not bother me. I just reported to her. It wasn't a thing of asking me what was going on. She gave me all her trust. So as you talk about where that tactician, that confidence comes yeah. in, yeah. it is those type of situations that gives you the confidence that, oh, man, I could do this at any level, not just – in the MEAC or in the CAA. Yeah. Um, now, when she came back, it was her program. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I knew that. <laughs> hey, hey, Coach, before we go into um, the latter two segments where we're excited about, um, like I said, I'm just blown away by you. You know, I think the world of you, um, your growth is incredible. You're a giant in two areas, but just you've done some dynamic growth in many. So you've coached the women's side, the men's side, and now being your status at university now, um, you've gone from the MEAC with success, Big South, Colonial. I, I'm trying to rack my brain. I don't think I could recall any coach that I know at the head coach that have, has done that. A lot of people go, the team goes, and they fire you. <laughs> you, you know what I'm saying? with the bus. So just kind of talk about just um, – the transition, the excitement, or the surprise of going three different levels of Division One basketball as far as the conference? Um, it really – and, and it's not – I'm not trying to have an ego or, or be Too cocky, late. but it wasn't – it wasn't a transition from X's and O's. It was right. more so a transition to um, opportunities to recruit certain kids and mm-hmm. get on the phone, not that you get them, but be right. in the room with the type of kids that can play in the CAA yes. or can, you know, play in the big South. Once we transition to that side, people listen a little bit more. It's still right. the HBCU stereotype, but right. because of the conference that you in and people assume the opportunities that are gained, right. Um, you know, you get on the phone, but from a, a basketball standpoint, like I've never felt like I couldn't coach against anyone that what we do and what we're about, you know, um, wasn't good enough. It was just a matter of um, having the right group. And obviously y'all know being healthy and, and, you know, a little bit of luck. So, um, but it's been, it's been great. You know, it's been great. I, um, I I get the, the transition that we're making as a university under our our chancellor. Um, I'm excited about it. And, and in those transitions, like, you know, when we left the MEAC, we won, the division and went to the NCAA tournament, you know, so there's a confidence transitioning to the big South, No question. you know, the the big, the big South, we didn't have a great year. We, we had a lot of issues as far as COVID and all that, but it was 
solid. We weren't we weren't bad. And then no question. We go to the CAA and our CAA record is better than our Big South record. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we're yeah. we were sit, sitting in first place until the last two weeks of the That's regular leadership. season. Yeah, so so no, but I could throw that out there and say that Big South season was a fluke. You know, the real ANT <laughs> is what we what we did the CAA. Hey, that's everybody else. Yeah, I see some other guys and say no names. What happened? <laughs> I, I tell you, being an alum, um, I I was excited because ANT always in the forefront. You know, mm-hmm. of schools and then, um, but just as I'm getting a little older, um, you're getting your ways. You know, I was like, man, those rivalries, man, I miss. Woo, since yeah. twice. Yeah. I miss, you know, going yeah. down the fan, Bethune, they on that, what have you. So, um, and again, you got to have both. You're you're moving forward, leading the ship, but you got to have some history playing in the, that league. So how was that part, leaving those natural rivalries? How do you feel yeah. about that personally? Yeah, there's, there's, there's that, that sentimental piece. Yeah. But – you know, when I look at the opportunity of where I can help my university take athletics, take our women's basketball program, there's just a yeah. there's a bigger, bigger picture. Yeah. You know, there's a bigger picture. So yeah, um, yeah, I played in the MEAC. You know, I, I am I am a fan of the conference yes. of the league, but you know, when you talk about this institution where you know we're trying to go, I'm all yeah. for. No I'm both feet in. No question. So, Coach Rob, we, we, we skipped one big step in this process. So you're at VCU, and all of a sudden there's a coaching opportunity, coaching opening at North Carolina A&T. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I was, I was at A&T at the time, and I maybe just got let go at A&T. But I, I, I know there's that opening. So what's going through your mind? When as soon as that that opening gets posted or you hear about it, you know, and you're at VCU, <laughs> what's going through your mind at the time? I'm like, yes. <laughs> well, well, no, nah, let me let me let me give you some insiders. So hey, before you get started, you had two supporters <laughs> on this podcast that wanted you to get that job. <laughs> Yeah, I was trying to figure out how to get one of them burner accounts. I was trying to figure out something. So, look, so Beth Beth Cunningham had decided that she was going back to her alma mater, Notre Dame, and coach with her head coach, Muffin McGraw. She decided in the spring. Um, So, big man, coach, because a big man, I guess somebody worked at Scotsman's down in East Carolina. (laughs) Say that one more time. She worked, played for who? Muffet McGraw, yes, the Hall of Famer, the legend. Yeah, she uh, she uh, left, you know, and, and told me and the staff. Actually, called me on the way when she had accepted a job on her way back, and she told me the person that she was replacing was Jonathan Sippis. Jonathan had left Notre Dame to go to GW, so um, Beth was telling me. She said, "Hey, you know, I decided to, you know, I talked to Coach McGraw, decided to." come back and, you know, coach there. She said, but Jonathan has a position. I told him it'd be a no-brainer to um, to take you. Um, so he's, you know, he's willing to talk to you, whatever the case may be. So I'm like, dang. And by the time it had hit Twitter um, that Beth was leaving, not only was I talking to Jonathan Sippis and entertaining the opportunity of going to GW, a good friend of mine, Adele Harris, had reached out to me um, she had just gotten a head coaching job at UNC Wilmington. She wanted me to come down there. Uh, my 
friend, Gene Hill, who was the director of operations. He's now the head coach of Georgia State, was reaching out to me in behalf of Michelle Joseph at Georgia Tech. Then Terry Flornery, who is now an assistant coach at Penn State, um, who was then the head coach at Auburn, had reached out to me. You know, so I'm like, yeah, damn, this is free agency. You know, and and, and it's flattering because you don't, when you put your head down and just work and you're not looking for credit, you know, you have no clue that these people are watching you and yep. keeping up with you. And yeah, you do. Yeah. What they think of you. So I, you know, was thankful for Jonathan um, offering me that opportunity. But I, you know, I went down to entertain, you know, Georgia Tech. And then from there, I was going to entertain Auburn. But um, while I was down at Georgia Tech, Earl Hilton sends me a um, sends me a, a Email. I think he might have emailed me before I went to Georgia Tech, but I was scheduled to go down. He sent me an email saying that uh, the position will be opening up and was wondering where my interests lie. And I told him that um, I'm interested if I'm not a number of candidates. If I'm the person for the job, yeah, I'll yeah. take it. But yeah. I'm not yeah. – I don't feel – I feel like what I've done – Yada yada yada. Yeah, that I should be yeah. the head coach. No so question. I went down. I went down to the interview at Georgia Tech. That was that was awesome. Um, yes. And uh, Mr. Hilton followed up and asked me. He said, "Coach, just come up on Thursday. Let's talk." Right. So um, I told Michelle, Michelle Joseph that I could not accept the job, and she was kind of in into in the whether or not she wanted me or a former assistant, and right. she needed time too. So she said, "Go ahead." So I went, came down to A&T, uh, met with Mr. Hilton, and his question is, "Were you are you ready to be a head coach?" Oh man, I'm like, I'm like, yeah. He's like, "Are you ready to be a head coach here?" Yeah. yeah. And he shook my hand. That's classic. Yeah, yeah. That, that that's better than my phone interview went for the the opening <laughs> <laughs> on the men's side. <laughs> <laughs> no, so yeah, no so it was you know, and um, yeah. So yes, yeah, so that was that was the beginning. He asked me the things that I needed, and I told him, and um, yeah, the rest is history. That's my guy, man. It's history. And hey, let me ask you this: When you interviewed, did you have a full beard? Then nah, nah. Okay. I was, okay. I was, I was. Look, during my time uh, at BCU, I was clean shaved. I might have okay. gave him the goatee, but hold on. So my my history with Earl Hilton. I don't know if a lot of people know this. He was a compliance coordinator when I was here as a player. Okay. And the one, that. yeah, and one of the things that I could remember when I was a player, he would always tell me, "Man, you play hard. Mm-hmm. Man, I like the way you like." I, I remember. Yeah, him, him yeah. always saying that. And I'm like, man, who's that white guy? You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? And yeah, he, yeah. He, would, <laughs> he would always, you know, compliment. Never know. And, and yeah, and no. now, now he's he's my boss. That's, isn't that amazing? That's yes, great. Sir. Well, so now all of a sudden, now you're a head coach. How is that transition? Because in your mind, I'm I'm sure you've always felt like I can be a head coach, and you had it for a couple months at VCU while she was on maternity leave. So now, now it's your program. It's not I have to kind of curb yeah. my my thoughts and yeah. you know strategies to to what the head coach wants. This is your program. How was that transition from now assistant to head coach? I was ready. I was ready. I knew exactly you know how I wanted to look. I knew exactly um, the type of players that I needed. I actually brought 
three young ladies in with me, um, two from VCU, one from James Madison. Um, oh, and, yeah, and it was okay. it's always about it's always about the players. Baby. A little you know portal, that. okay. <laughs> and, um, and you know, it was just a matter of establishing, you know, discipline, hard work, accountability. We lost yeah. some kids along the way that year. We actually won. 22 games that year, which was, you know, the most first of any year? first time, most of any first time head coach. That's program. insane. That's yeah, insane. Yeah. That's insane. Yeah. I was yeah. trying to figure out what immediate time out my first year. I was trying to figure out <laughs> full time out. I do this or this. <laughs> nah, I just didn't call time out. <laughs> <laughs> do I say one for the half? Or? Now, now do we, we can talk about that. Now that, that part, that management piece, you know, that was, difficult you know that you try to figure that out um when to call a timeout and, and when when is another your opponent's run you yeah. got to stop it like i was one of them i will will you know yeah yeah i've been there uh, hey, yeah been there. yeah hey, hey, hey coach i'm intervening my my first head job experience was we were at howard university i was assistant at ant i was a top guy so um coach ease had been in previously might be the last two and a half minutes Crazy bonus foul. So he, I let me know. He goes to the ref and says "f you." He goes to the announcer "f you." He goes to the red guy "f you." The score he's going down. And like, I'm thinking like they're about to eject him, and then he turns. To Al, you get it, Scott. So I'm sitting there. It's like Star Wars. I'm trying to figure out the possessions, like the timeouts, how long the time the band is playing at Howard, and they leave. And I just remember it was so much going on in a minute and a half. Do I foul now? Are we in the one-on-one? Like, it was just so much. But that was my first just me at um, conference, me and the head coach. I was just – and Scott was wow. right next and Scott was cool. He had to, but like, <laughs> like how long the timeouts, how long to talk, or when do I sub defense to offense, you know, um, how many do we have left? And it was just amazing. So I, I, I can understand what you're going through. At least you were prepared. Yes, sir. I was shocked. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I was, I, I thought I was, felt like I was ready. I felt like mm-hmm. I knew how to game plan. Um, the management piece, though, I, you know, I can honestly say that I've grown. Um, in that aspect. But as far as the X's and O's, I've, I've worked for two fantastic women that really mm-hmm. empowered me and really mm-hmm. taught me a lot. Beth, mm-hmm. Beth was a technician. She was attention to detail. Um, she gave me that. And um, and that's, you know, how we continue to try to win here. And I try to instill in our staff, our staff, the staff mm-hmm. uh, that I've had. So so now, uh, again, from a from a coaching perspective, so you you've dealt with and been a part of some pretty you know powerful women as head coaches. So how has that carried over to you being a head coach and now you having a staff? I, I consider myself a mentor, um, and I was just mentoring you know one of Key's guys. You know, like you can't tell your head coach I don't know, right? Mm-hmm. Can't do it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anything but that. Mm-hmm. You know, I'll mm-hmm. find out, mm-hmm. you know, I'll, I'll, I'll get that. I'll figure it out. But I don't know is a, is a no, no in this profession for You're all the cringe. You're making me, I'm getting PTSD. <laughs> you, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, so those things like excellence, coach Bibbs, I can never come to her with an excuse. If she said she wanted a kid, you better get that kid. Yeah. If she said, you know, she wants you to do this. She used to, you know, maybe two days before a game, um, I think I want to run a two-one-two next game. Better figure it out. <laughs> let me, <laughs> let me, wow. let me, 
let me go and figure out what's going on, yes. you know, and, yes. um, and, and Beth was the same way. Beth knew how she wanted things. Beth, um, you know, details, 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 details. And that's something that a lot of young assistants um, in the game don't really, you know, really understand. And, and it gets annoying um, when you, even in scout reports, like for me, um, having grammatical errors lessens the impact of that scouting report. Yes. I, I it, ain't, it ain't just, it ain't just knowing the information. Yeah. It's those kids reading it and you got to misspell word or, you know and what I'm saying? It's a like, high learning. Yeah. 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 So, very. so I'm, I'm, I'm on that. I'm reading it before the kids get it. Um, making sure that we have those things, you know, nipped in the bud beyond the X and O's piece of it. Man, I, I'm gonna tell you what that that right there, that attention to detail, goes beyond coaching. Mm-hmm. The the presentation fact of it is it'll kill everything. It'll kill. It'll kill the whole whatever you're trying to get done. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, it doesn't, it, it doesn't validate it. it right. Doesn't. You you can you can do the best scouting report in the world, but you misspell the the smallest thing, and presentation is gone. Yeah, because somebody caught that, and that's it. Yeah. So and look, and, and look, and there's that, there's that kid that they caught that name her shit else. Yeah. Yeah. Mute. Yeah. Right. <laughs> no. The other kid looking for it. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. Cause you, so yeah. Because you, you you have those players that don't have that same mentality yeah. and are always mm-hmm. looking for something something wrong, so they can mm-hmm. have that one thing to complain about. Mm-hmm. And if that scouting report has a grammatical error in the first sentence, the mm-hmm. rest of that scouting report is gone. Yeah, it's over. It's over. And Coach Rob, before Coach uh, Bowes gets into our last two segments again, I, I'm just it says a lot about you that you've won. You'll win, but you're not only trying to win; you're impacting, investing to your staff. Like you're still going to figure it out and win that game, but for you to kind of correct them um, out of love, you're starting another generation of excellent coaches. So I think that says a lot about you. You can be on the sideline relaxing um, and then just transferring all you know into them. So I tell you, the more I hear about you, I know you love you, but um, it's more impressive uh, piece by piece. Well, here's here's something that I, I know for sure, and someone said it to me, and I'm going to say it now. Like, you know, you, you hear the word culture, you hear that, and and lot, it's not. Yeah. It's just not within the players. It's within the staff um, and programs that have it. Is because the leadership is constantly pushing it. Mm-hmm. Like even once you establish the culture, you don't just. All right, we got culture. Now I'm gonna yeah. stop. Right. I'm gonna stop holding people accountable. Now you're about to lose your culture. Mm-hmm. And, and guys, this is year twelve for me. Wow. You know. So as I'm as I'm now in into the the getting into the teens of yeah. my experience. That's what I throw back at my staff. This is why I'm year 12, where it may seem tedious to you. To me, yeah. it's, it's what this lifestyle is about. And nowadays, Rob, Coach Robinson, um, it's like year three is the average. I mean, this is year four, year five. I mean, you're, you're talking about so the, the test of time you still is not normal. And I tell you what, I hope I know one is soaking it up. So we're we're gonna keep this thing moving. I know we're we're running short on time, but our last two segments. First segment we have is we all we always love this because it, it kind of gets to the the origin of who you are as a coach. 
but it, it is our no disrespect top five. So basically, it's your top five coaches who have made an impact on you professionally or personally. So yeah. you haven't had to play for them, but just coaches through your coaching journey that have made a, a powerful impact on your life. And hey, listen, if they don't make this this top five, that's why it's no disrespect. No disrespect. I'm going to give you a couple minutes to a second or two to remember, but for some reason, I have a flashback of you riding a bike to your <laughs> residence. Is that true? Did you have a bike at one time? No, nah, that, nah, that was you not sure? me. You sure? Downtown? Okay. Okay. I'm just making it up. That was not me. Uh-uh. Okay. okay. I, I want to nah. get some time to get your top nah, five. Look, now, if you said I was riding a bike to make sure Coach Bibbs got something, yeah, but nah, nah, that I, wasn't. That's, that's what it was. I think it was over on Walker Street. I got you. Yeah, double stuff. That was not me. Um, my top five is it, it, easy, man. It's easy and no order. Me. No particular order. And no order. It's easy for me. Um, it's Curtis Hunter um, for getting me um, in this profession. You know, um, it's it's Pat Bibbs, you know, for giving me an opportunity and 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 showing me that excellence is non-negotiable. Not you know, it's Beth is Beth Cunningham who um, taught me the strategy, you know, the attention to detail, the how to build an offensive system, a defensive system, um, how to have things that you do in practice make sense, you know, in December, in, in, in February, in March. Um, Jerry Eves, um, he was doing my time. You talked about me being in those practices, man, like Jules. <laughs> like I couldn't, yeah. can't say enough. And, and I'm glad that I didn't work for him. I could observe him, you right. know, because because yeah. I know like it's, he fills your plate. Yes. Like he he really is, is very wise. And I had a chance to spend some time with him um at homecoming last year. Yes, he still comes back to homecoming. Yeah. Gio is something. Yeah. <laughs> is something else. Um, and then, you know, the person that um uh, that I strive to be like, he just um, you know, made it to the Sweet 16, Elite Eight and Final Four this year, Kenny Brooks. You know, um, when I got to VCU, Kenny was at James Madison um, and his story, he was at James Madison for 50 years, made it one of the, the, the most dominant mid-majors in the country. Then he goes, takes over Virginia Tech. And now the world knows how great of a coach that he is, you know, and right. taking Virginia Tech um, to the lead eight uh, final four. So he, he is, he is the person that I look at that I want to be, you know, in that situation, you know, where this at A&T, um, I hope is at ANT, and that's yeah, you know yeah. advancing in the NCAA, NCAA tournament, going to the Final Four. Like that's those are goals and aspirations of mine. Um, you know, if there was an honorable mention, James Abel, Scott Bowich, Afonso Key, <laughs> I could go on and on and on. You know, just you know, yeah. but uh, but I wanted to mention you know head coaches, you know yes. people in those leadership positions that have um, motivated me. You know, that I've literally taken things from them mm-hmm. and, um, you know, and, and made it my own. You know, you guys have been a tremendous amount of support, um, you know, just, you know, being here. You know, it's emotional for me because I love you guys and I and right, I truly right. appreciate you all having me on here. That's right back. That's right back. Yeah, we, we definitely more. Most important, we definitely appreciate you coming on. Yeah. You know, it, it's it's one of those things where, you know, you you have. Uh, a su- successful coaching career 
you know, you're you're about to get ready for for the school year and things are starting to ramp up a little bit. So we we definitely appreciate your time. And we've got one last segment, which <laughs> we, we can't wait for. So we call it Coaches Anonymous, not not like we need rehab because we all know <laughs> coaches need some some form of rehab. But coach is anonymous. So a story, a practice story, or a recruiting story about this anonymous coach. And, and the best part is you don't have to say anybody's name because everybody's first name is coach in his profession. <laughs> well, I'm not afraid to say the name, man. I'm, I'm going to talk about myself a little bit because, you know, as you guys said, um, you said that your your own words that I've, you know, I've, gotten to myself to where my name is respected. You know, what I've done at this university um, is respected um, and this profession is respected. So my first job when I was on the women's side with Saudi Roundtree. So we're getting ready to play our first game of the year. And she asked me, she's like, hey, where's where's the scout reports? And I'm like, what are those? <laughs> Oh, this is the week. This is the week of our first game. I'm like, what are those? What? What? Are, am I supposed to? You know, so so maybe 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 her and Charlie had something. They maybe they knew what they was doing when they uh when they oh. when they told when they told me to um you know that they needed to bring in some more help. So that's that's one story. And this oh this, next, this, this, this next story. <laughs> this next story, and this is putting my this is putting my homie out there, to Neil Adams. Um, <laughs> hey, we're hey, we're we're gonna find a way to get her on. Yeah. Oh, and and she's gonna love it too, guys. I don't know if y'all realize this because we were, you know, we was working so hard for Coach Bibbs, but Coach right. Bibbs would, Coach Bibbs would go. She would go home, uh, maybe like in May. She would go home in May, and she wouldn't, you know, we wouldn't see her. Um, until August, around time school start. <laughs> Do y'all realize? And and it's just it blows my mind. For our first two years at ANT, we never went out and recruited during the summer. Me and Tanil. Uh. Uh-uh. Really? <laughs> we did not go out and recruit. Like we went. You know, it was it was like clockwork. We went to the Caribbean, but the Jamaican spot for lunch. <laughs> After work, we went to the movies. Right? Like we never. We never so you guys probably was out working. We out just oblivious, oblivious to being division one assistant wow. coaches. Wow. wow. And and to to your credit, to oh, you and to Neil's credit, you had some great teams. Oh yeah. Y'all made up so, for the last time. So to to do that, that we didn't we didn't I didn't know this. Me either. But, to, to do, I thought to we, we went out together. We went to Napoli. I thought that was the only time they'd been, not the whole summer. And because you had like mapped out on Monday, we had <laughs> Stephanie, remember that? With coupon day, <laughs> we had half off. Um, Yo, combination tea. Yeah, yeah, that was that's why the combination tea. Yeah, yeah. We we miss we miss when we first got got hired. We, we didn't go out in the fall, <laughs> and during the summer. We oh, didn't go out, just kind of just know. oblivious to what out. you what how recruiting works. So yeah. can can you just <laughs> looking back at that? Can you just picture if you actually did recruit 
the type of players oh, you may have gotten at that time. Now, once I figured it out. <laughs> oh, no question. Then we had that, it, that it was, smoke and we had that sage was, in, the, in the office by 90. Yeah, yeah. You, it, it was on and popping, but but just just oblivious, man, to, to what it takes. And yeah. and um, I mean, still, like, social media wasn't that wasn't that big now. Right. And, you know, and still at that time, it came down to getting on the phone and people yeah. would reach out to you about kids. Yeah. So that was more so what we did. It wasn't because we couldn't afford to go out. It yeah. just did not cross our minds that wow. everybody else in the country was in the gym. I, you can't get that's unbelievable. We're talking about one of the greatest coaches of all time <laughs> was sitting going to watch Spider Man and going to Stephanie's, getting the fry, we're getting the fish special with the lemonade mm-hmm. and the sweet tea mix. Or Car- Caribbean Paradise. That was our Jamaican <laughs> spot. All on credit cards. <laughs> Hey, because what? Because, yeah, I agree. Get into that. You, I was with you. 29, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. But, yeah, man, that's, that's, um, I've come a long way. Yeah. I've come a long way. That's awesome. So, so you're telling me now that your staff has to go out during those live periods? They wow. better. <laughs> they better. They better. Yeah. They better. That I'm, I'm, I'm hip to the game now. Yeah. Well, Coach Rob, I, I'll tell you what, I, I can't, uh, tell you how grateful we are just to reconnect yes we'll we'll catch up here and there but you know just to sit down and to really hear your story and to hear about different parts of your journey that we may not have known and most importantly for people who are listening to this to something that they can take away you know while they're on their journey and to their pursuit uh of being a head coach or you know getting to the highest level so we definitely appreciate your time. And Coach Key, got any final words? Again, proud of you. Again, you're just a great coach. Um, not men, great coach, women's uh, of all levels, all genders. So proud of you. And um, as an a alum, so grateful to have you. I appreciate you guys. Can't say enough. Think the world of you. And this is a tremendous opportunity for me. A lot of these, um, when people reach out, um, I turn them down. It's just, you know, it's, it, this is more personal. There's no question that um, y'all are my guys and I do anything for you. Thank you. Well, we appreciate it and best of luck to you this season. Thanks, guys. Aggie Pry. <laughs> that was excellent. Another great episode we had with Coach Terrell Robinson and his coaching journey. Again, finding out some things we didn't know through his, through his path and through his coaching journey and love to hear his perspective on different things. And uh, Coach Key, any final comments on our episode? Well, I think he makes him unique and magnificent, a guy that has been on both sides of the aisle. Um, a great job, foundational, being a men's coach and then moving to the women's coach and excelling at a high level. So, I mean, he he's the winningest coach in program history now, and he is nowhere near slowing down. All right. So until next time, Coach Key. Keep it in the road. And keep it between the lines.